This episode is brought to you by Paramount Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG 13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Hi, I'm Sarah. And I'm Adam Evitable. This is Dating Kinda Sucks, a podcast about dating, sex, and relationships. This week, we'll be talking about green flags to look out for. Enjoy the show! Whether you're married or single or poly or ace, or hanging out with swingers back at your place, listen to us as we get no fuck on Tinder and Bumble and plenty of yucks, trying and trying and having no luck, because we all know dating kinda sucks. Thanks for joining us for another episode of Dating Kinda Sucks. If you're new to DKS, my name is Adam, and I'm a comedian, writer, and misogynist-turned-feminist, joined by my co-host Sarah, who is a millennial, travel junkie, and serial dater now in a committed relationship. We're not professionals, doctors, or experts, just two people sharing our perspectives on the world of dating, sex, and relationships. The first half of every episode is spent catching up on what's happening in our lives, and the second half is reserved for the episode's main topic. So if that's all that brought you here, you can skip through the halfway mark, or you can stick around and enjoy the whole show. Let's get started. We're just speaking into the empty void. (laughs) Aren't we always speaking into the empty void? (laughs) We are. We are. Um, I I I feel like it's at least nice that you and I get to talk to each other, and that that was the one weird thing when I was doing my my episode on my own, is like, it really was just talking to a void. Like, I'm just just talking, and uh, like, I don't know if something I said is just funny, because there's not Sarah there to roll her eyes at me or anything, so it's, uh, yeah, I'd prefer to have you and I talking to the void together, I think. Ah, lovely. Glad I provide some kind of value. (laughs) (laughs) That's just the beginning part of your value. It goes up from there. Oh, well, thank you. Oh, yes. man. Well, where the hell are you now? Because you're still on the road. You're posting photos with naked people and mountains and shit. And I'm like, what the fuck? It's beautiful. But where are you? <laughs> it seems like, that's, you know, you can tell my mood is getting better when I'm, like, doing nude photo shoots, I feel like. That's, uh, I'm like, I'm, I'm out there being creative. Like, I get, to, I get to take photos and interact with people. And then I'm exhausted after that. I am currently in Colorado Springs. And I am um, here just for another day or two, and then I head to Utah, which is my final destination for a while. I'll be uh, visiting with my parents and helping them out a bit. And so I'm um, leaving here. We're recording this on Wednesday, June 15th. And um, yeah, look at that. I knew the day. I'm and so the proud day... of you. Wow. It's because I've had I've had people like meeting up with people over the last three days, so I've had to know the days and dates. Yeah. Wow. Um, and I am. Uh, I'm going to stop. I leave Friday morning. I'm going to stop in a town called Dinosaur, Colorado for a night hmm. and uh, and then head to Utah the next day. And uh, should be should be nice. I, uh, I've been here for, for since Friday. 
and it's been it's been nice. Uh, Colorado is definitely like I, I I like it better than Texas, just pretty much immediately. Shocker! It's not as I hot, know. or just better. It was well, yeah, it's not as hot, and it's just yeah, the scenery you start hitting the mountains. the The drive from Amarillo to Dallas was really interesting. Because, I'm sorry, Amarillo to Denver, to Colorado Springs was really interesting because I was going through um, just like. Uh, these like roads it was like just two two lanes and no cars and you'd be going 80 miles an hour 85 miles an hour and then all of a sudden you'd slow down to 30 for this like this little tiny town that you had to drive through those like this industrial town that had a factory on one side of the street and then just like a couple gas stations and convenience stores on the other side off and it, the it was highway? like a block off the yeah. highway basically it wasn't because it wasn't a real highway it was like a huh. state road and it was like a block where it would just be like one traffic light Dropped down to thirty, and then you'd speed back up again, and it was really interesting. And so that was uh, that was I was in Amarillo for just um, just for a night, uh, which actually seemed like a decent little town. And then before that, I was in Tulsa for three nights, and in Oklahoma, and because I'd never been there, and I really liked Tulsa weirdly. Hmm. What about now, it? Did I don't... you like? Well, and I don't know if it's because I went out both nights that I was there That's uh, with my yeah. <laughs> you could had be. fun, yeah. Yeah, I had fun. I got to see the bar life there, and it was actually really cool. Uh, there's a it's very diverse bar life. And then the second night that I was out there, um, I had a uh, my, my, the friend of mine that lives in Florida that I met uh, there, who now lives in Tulsa. She brought her friend, and uh, her friend and I got along really well, and ended up wandering around downtown till almost three in the morning, looking like. <laughs> They wanted to go to bed, except for her friend and I. So we were like, "We're staying out later." So we tried to go to two different bars at like one o'clock. They're open till two. They were all closed. Like they all decided because it was like a Tuesday night. No one was out. Or besides you guys. Yeah. yeah. Basically, so they all closed early. So we're just wandering around trying to like like hobos just going from a bar to bar looking for a place to have a drink. Please and, serve uh, and us. <laughs> we want to yes, keep please, being drunk. Please, Mister. We're so thirsty. And um, then we ended up just, uh, but we really like had a, a great little connection like it was nice chatting we were able to, we ended up sitting on a bar, park bench and just talking for like an hour or two well, and then uh and then took a you know lifts home but um it was it was just a kind of a cool town like i liked the little the bar scene was was different it wasn't just the same type of thing it wasn't like nashville where they're all fucking tourist i bars knew you were gonna say that of, <laughs> i knew you were gonna be like and nashville sucks yes yes <laughs> i had to had to shit on nashville um but and and this person and I have we've been chatting ever since like uh, just texting pretty much daily and like it's nice to like just meet new I like I like meeting new people that I'm like oh this is someone that I when I now I want them to visit I want to visit them again and so that that's always nice and um, yeah and then I got up here to Colorado Springs and the first night I was here or the first full day I was here I met up with somebody that was a TikTok um, friend and we went out to this little um, jazz bar. And it, it felt so bad because we met at like, I don't know, like six. And I was, by like nine, I was like yawning. I was like, I need to go to bed. I'm so sorry. Like, I, I need to call it a That's a Sarah move. Damn. I was just, I was so exhausted. I think just the, the driving and all that. And so, uh, so we, I went back to the hotel and then I did not leave my hotel for like four days until yesterday. So in which case, and then I went exploring and actually drove around all over and got some photos and did lots of fun things. It seems very on par, though, because you typically will hermit for a couple days. You're out and active for one or two days, and then you go back in your shell again. That's exactly right. Um, so, yeah, that's basically what's going to happen because I went out yesterday. We drove an hour south of here. Um, it was, it was, and it was her, the same person that I met, met up with uh, on Friday. And she just brought a friend. And uh, so we just drove an hour south to, like, these 
these roads, the Skyline Drive in Colorado, and then this place called Phantom Phantom Canyon Road, which is like this really cool, like dirt road that went through the mountains. And there's lots of neat places to take photos and stuff. Um, but it was a long time, and we had no cell service for a while. Well, her friend, I guess, hadn't told her husband that she was like disappearing for hours and so oh when we finally my God. yeah when we finally emerge from the mountains and you have service like, again where the fuck are her you? phone is ringing he's like are you okay and she's like oh yeah yeah we just went you know kind of traveling through the mountains and looking you know going on trails and stuff and uh there's no cell service but uh, yeah he was like had like an hour i think of trying to kind of trying to reach her and everything and uh that was uh that was just pretty pretty funny but uh yeah we we there's some really cool, beautiful places out here. It really is nice. And we I didn't have to do any hiking. That was the nice part. Like, Very this was nice. like, you know, yeah. yeah, you could like drive off of the road and then there's little, like little tiny dirt road to turn off of. And then, you know, you walk up by the river for a little bit, but it's not hiking. It's, you know, I can walk in my it's dress shoes. It's just a flat so walk. To... Yeah. A yes, hike exactly. is an incline, I think. Yeah. We're going to get to a hike in a second. Oh, we we're going to get to yeah, a yeah, hike. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And then, uh, and then today I had a friend of mine, another TikTok friend, uh, come over who's an OnlyFans creator, and she wanted to do a bunch of photos for her uh, for her stuff. So we did that. And then tomorrow, weirdly, and this is such a random thing, and this is what I like about meeting people and having connections. This was a tomorrow. I'm meeting up with someone who was a Lyft passenger when I was a Lyft driver in Orlando. Which I forgot that you did for a right because I only did time, it for a, yeah. like I was like I did it for what six months, maybe nine months. And we got along really well, and then the pandemic kicked in, and uh, we actually had potential plans. We're going to go do karaoke and everything, and it just never happened. It never worked out, and so we've just been Instagram friends ever since. And she saw that I was in town, and she lives like just a little ways away. And she's like, "Oh no way! I want to like I want to hang out or maybe do a photo shoot, do something like you know." And I was like, "Yeah, cool." So she's coming uh, down to my area tomorrow, and uh, we're going to figure something out to do. But it's just like. It's so fucking so random. random. And, yeah. And I, I, I love that. I love that just like this this person that was just my passenger for a ride uh, that we became kind of just friends like this. And that's always, I don't know. I, I like that a lot. Well, wait, did they find you on social media while they were in the ride? As we, no, as we were driving, we were talking because it was a long drive. It was like an hour, hour and a half. Um, it was like middle of rush hour and where she was going was middle of nowhere and so we were just chatting about all types of things and um like the podcast i think she listens to the podcast as well oh. now now you know and I, like we had all these things and she was like well i want to follow you you know so then she was like well here's my instagram so it was like while we were in the car um we did that i also had i had this signs that i put on the back of my back of my uh seat that had like a little funny thing like it was it was kind of ridiculous like just the tip you know blah blah like little jokes about getting tipped but then i also had a little thing saying that you know i may make fun of you on stage i'm a comedian just stuff to kind of personalize the the drive and then had my social media on there too so that way anybody could follow me in a way to a little self-promotion while i was while i was driving see i never get cool drivers like that they're either really creepy or they don't say anything at all so you were probably very refreshing for her to actually talk to someone cool and be like oh yeah sure i'll add you and I Never. think that I think that happens, and I think that happens a lot. It's funny how you know, like in any life, like even on dating apps, it's amazing how many times I've matched with somebody, and then at the, like we've been chatting, there's like you know, it's really nice to have a conversation that's just normal with somebody on here, that it's not going to some type of weird, creepy place all of a sudden. That you're just like chatting, you're not like trying to get sexual, you're not trying to like get me to come over for a night, you know. And uh, I'm like, I'm so sorry that that's your experience. That's so awful, but it, you know, I think it is kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, so that's that's where I am. I'm um, by the time everybody hears this, I will be on the road to to Utah, and then I'll be in the Salt, Salt Lake City area, Midway, Midway, Utah, um, for at least a couple months, maybe longer. We'll kind of see. 
So uh, I'm sure I'll have more adventures and shenanigans out there, without a doubt. More photo shoots and things of that nature. Oh, absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I'm looking for a model to go down to the Bonneville Salt Flats with me and uh, do some, do some uh, nude photography out on the Salt Flats. So Isn't we'll that see, populated, uh... though? Because I've seen a lot of influencers take photos out there. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So we'll go We'll go in the middle of the week, and uh, we'll just – they're big enough you can go pretty much – off in the distance too. Oh, okay. And who cares? By the time anyone gets there, we'll be gone. All right. Strip down, take some photos, hop in the car, drive off. I'd <laughs> rather you do that outside sure, than again. Make sure. You're, well, it is outside. I mean, right, it right. Is, than is, Fashion is, Square yeah. Mall. Than doing it at a mall. No, I I'd really. Rather. Did, did I say that I'm publicly that I was going to do the Fashion Square Mall? Yes, you did. Yes, okay. you did. And I, I really said, wish I'd done the photo shoot. <laughs> yes, I really wish I'd done the photo shoot at Fashion Square Mall because that would have been like a, 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 yeah, that would have been amazing. But maybe next time I'm in Florida. I'm happy you did when I, when I have a rental car, so I can just leave and then fly away. Okay, cool, cool. <laughs> so that's my life. Um, oh, and one last final announcement. For those of you that enjoy, that are enjoyed in the past, my true crime podcast, or enjoy true crime, um, I have, if you don't know, I have a podcast called Angel at the Starlight Motel, which is about a, uh, it's about a dancer named Mandy um, that I went on a date with who ended up uh, getting arrested for murdering her boss, her strip club manager boss. And is now serving two life sentences in prison. It's a crazy podcast. If you haven't listened to it, you should check it out. But anyways, for those of you that have been waiting to see what's happening with it, because I took a break, season three just dropped last week, uh, the first episode. And we're going to be doing episodes every two weeks. And even more exciting, and this is something that even Sarah's excited about, mm-hmm. is that my new my new co-host for it is Mandy's sister. So the sister of, of the girl who is now just serving two life sentences is my co-host, and we're sitting there you know, basically talking about this case um, uh, every every two weeks. So Fucking crazy. So exciting. You're right. I love it. I love it. <laughs> so that's Angel at the Starlight Motel. Uh, just search for that, and you can find it on any uh, podcast app. And with that, I guess we can take a break. and Yeah, we'll go ahead and take a break, and we'll be right back. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. So um, we talked about yes, we talked about we talked about my uh, my hiking that I've done in my dress shoes and jeans and a black t shirt. Um, would I have survived your hike up to the volcano? No fucking way. You would have looked at the trail and gone, nope, put me back on the fucking bus back to Antigua. There's no way in hell. I mean, yeah. it was. I was told by people who had visited Antigua that the hike was hard. And in my mind, I work out four to five times a week. I used to run half marathons. I've ran a marathon. I feel I've done a lot of hikes in Arizona and the Smokies, whatever. And I, I felt South Dakota too, right? South I feel like Dakota, when you're in South Dakota, yeah, you, you did like a pretty crazy hike there, I feel like. I did yeah, I did a couple cool hikes in South Dakota, but this one was just so different. And I had also prepped myself after I'd signed up, I had also prepped myself and watched a handful of YouTube videos going over the hike. Um, it's uh, Mount Akatenango. Akatenango. I keep calling it the wrong thing. I, the A's and whatever. Um, but it overlooks two other volcanoes, Fuego, which is the active volcano in Antigua, and then Agua, which is the non-active volcano. And then Hold on. So the active one's called fire and the non-active one's called water? Correct. And then the one you climb is also 
not active as well. Okay, okay. Right. So, watched a bunch of YouTube videos. They said, yeah, it's challenging at parts, but it's totally doable. You know, you can do it, blah, blah, blah. I know going in, it's a six-hour hike to the campsite. And then that next morning at 4 a.m., we're going to hike to the summit. And that's a harder hike, but still, quote-unquote, doable. So, you know, packed up all my gear. They were fucking late picking. Do you want to? What's the longest? What's the longest hike that you've done so far? Honestly, I've probably done there and back. It been six hours. Okay. And when I ran a marathon, I was under five hours and that was running most of the time. So for extended period, like I have the endurance built up. Okay. But not the incline. So, you know, they were late picking me up. So then I was like, am I even going on this fucking hike? Then I get to this the packing station and I had reserved a backpack. I had reserved all of these and paid for all of these pieces of equipment for the hike. And they're like, oh, we just ran out. And I'm like, what the fuck do you mean you just ran out? I already paid for this stuff. You know, like you, ha- you should have reserved. So I was, pit- you know, I'm late. Everyone's already got their shit packed. And then I have basically 10 minutes to rush and figure everything out. And then they don't have my shit. Fine. They act- find a backpack miraculously. And like, there's no way in hell I'm carrying the one backpack that I-, I brought with me. Like it just wasn't built for long hikes, you know, like it didn't have a waistband strap or it wasn't as comfortable. Get my backpack, everything. It's a 45-minute drive to the trailhead. They take a before picture, and then they're like, okay, cool. Uh, there's a bunch of breaks along the way. Make sure you drink a lot of water. You know, sips here and there to help with the altitude because it's around 3,000 meters high. So, and Antigua's already higher, but, you know, the altitude sickness is a thing, which I've never really experienced before, so I was really hyper aware of that. They kept saying, take, mm-hmm. take deep breaths every, you know, couple of stops, five seconds in, five seconds out just to get acclimated to the altitude, fine, whatever. Start the trail. And you can hire a porter, which is someone who will carry your bag for you up the mountain, which I, I didn't do. Or you can hire a horse to go up the mountain. But that was more expensive, and I didn't do that either. And I said, fuck it. If I'm going to do it, I'm going to hike it like a bad bitch and carry all my shit. Plus, they didn't have enough. So, are you a horse riding type person? You know, I used to be a horse girl as a kid. You know, everyone, okay, you know, okay, kids okay. go through yeah. My grandparents owned a farm and they had a couple horses and I've ridden the horses. Oh, okay. but... ridden Because I don't think I've ever ridden, I've, I, maybe like once briefly I've ridden a horse. I can't imagine even riding a horse like straight, like on a flat thing even, much less going up a steep cliff. Well, so so here's the kicker. It's not even that it's the incline. It's that it's un, it, it's just not stable ground. It's mud. It's dirt. It's gravel. So the girls who had actually rented the horses didn't feel safe on the horses because one, they're high up and two, it's not stable. So they felt like they were going to fall off the fucking horse. So there were times where they got off and hiked with us and they're like, this shit sucks. This shit sucks. And we're like, yeah, it really does. <laughs> right, like, right. We should get back on the fucking horse. But they were so afraid that they were going to fall and, you know, break an arm or some shit, which is fair enough. So yeah, an hour into the hike, I realized I fucked up. <laughs> I immediately just, I had already bonded with a couple people in my group and we were all just like, yeah, this is not fun. This is, this is not as fun as uh, we thought it was going to be. But at that point you can go back down, you know, but you're, uh, you, you paid for the whole thing. You paid for the campy experience. You're carrying the food in your backpack. You're carrying extra jackets because it's cold at the top, whatever. And then we stopped for lunch and it fucking pours. So then now you have a poncho on, it's freezing and you're like, great. Now I get to hike through mud for 
the remaining three hours of this hike. And the entire time we're asking our guides, you know, how long till the next checkpoint? How long till the next checkpoint? And they're fucking lying to us. They're like, oh, it's 30 minutes away when really it's a fucking hour. And they're like laughing and, what you know, trying to motivate us. But at this point, you know, me and a few other girls, we were just we were just fucking done with it. How, how would you say, like, compared to the rest of the group, like, your level of physical shape compared to, were you, like, about equal with everybody? Equal. Or were you better, were you more in shape than other people? So, that's why I was like, oh, we're all going to kill, you know, we all look physically fit. We're all going to fucking kill it. I had, <laughs> right, you know, right, I had, right. like, my hiking stick with me. You know, thank God I did that because that was giving me some stability on the hike. But really, it was the terrain that was so tough on everything versus hiking in the Smokies or some other places in the United States where there's just a more developed trail. This was not it. But I was in like the last group to get to the top, which it was not a race. And that was the other thing. There were people in our group who were fucking trying to race to get to the top, which one, if you do that, you're going to get altitude sickness, you dumbass. And two, why are you racing to the top just so you can be there early? congratulations you're not winning a medal or anything for being the first one so i i i wanted to survive i didn't want to be the first one up there so yeah i could have ran the whole you know i could have ran a while and whatever but it's hard carrying 35 pounds on your fucking back on top of everything else we get up to the top the views suck it's rainy it's cloudy oh, no. it's terrible and and that's the reality though it's rainy season right now in guatemala and then on top of it you have maybe a 30% chance of seeing both volcanoes while you're up there. I knew that wow. going in, that it's, it's the experience. You're not always going to get to see the volcanoes. So I'm like, well, fuck. Put my shit in a tent, which I've never camped before. So this was a first as a 30-year-old camping with two other people, which all the other tents were for two people, but mine had three because they forgot about me. Forgot about just, you, which, which, by the way, is a whole other thing. Like, oh, that's yeah. just, oh, yeah, yeah. what the fuck is up with that? Fucking is it because annoying. you were a solo person and everyone else was in groups, maybe? That's not, no, because there were a couple other solo people, but the majority of people, it was two and two and two and two. I just don't think they were going to put me in a tent with another solo guy because there were solo men, but there weren't any solo women. <laughs> Imagine yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, so, that would be a little weird, probably. Yeah. But then after that, you know, we had dinner, we roasted some marshmallows and we actually got to see the volcano erupt, which was really fucking cool. And then the next morning they woke us up at three 30 in the morning to go hike to the top of the, to the summit. And I said, fuck that shit. I still got to hike down this motherfucker. I am not trying to go up. And from the people who did go up, they said it was 10 times harder because you would take one step and slide down half the step. So you were barely making progress getting up to the summit because it was even more rough terrain to get up to the top. So yeah, happy I didn't do that, but got some really wow. cool videos and pictures and it was definitely a once in a lifetime experience, but yeah, I'm never doing that shit again and uh, happy it's over and I'm finally, I feel less sore than I was two days ago and yesterday, so I'm healing. <laughs> Well, you, you know, I imagine, I, I know I would have needed a month to heal from that. Um, so the summit was just, it wasn't worth the views to get up there that, that much higher? I think for the people who went, it was definitely worth the views. And I saw the photos and they look cool as hell. But if you're really just, they're almost the same. You, you're just higher up, a little bit higher above the clouds, but you still see the two volcanoes. And that was the other thing. They said, the weather might suck when you start the hike. And it's going to, it all depends on weather. So you're going to take your chance. And knowing what happened the day before, I was like, yeah, why the fuck would I go up to the summit if the weather's going to suck up there? And then I just busted my ass to not see anything. So I was like, I'll take my chances right. and stay down at camp and hope for good weather, which it ended up being great. So both both groups got to you know experience great weather. But um, there was a handful of us that said, fuck going to the summit. And 
those are my kind of people. <laughs> right, right. So even seeing the volcano actually erupt from where you were wasn't worth it, like going again? Not something you would do again? Mm, if I could get a helicopter up there or a helicopter, that, yeah, it, that... it was just so physically draining. And it was also right. mental toughness as well. Just to keep pushing yourself going, I don't know if the views are going to be good. It's raining. This sucks. I'm tired. I'm tired. It was just... Every like the elements ate at you. It was hot, and, and, it and was probably freezing. gastrointestinal toughness too, because we know how you are about uh, about having to poop. Oh, like I wasn't gonna bring this up, but you know, so you have to pack toilet paper. So some people packed rolls, but um, you know, everyone was saying, "Oh, just put it in a plastic bag, so when you go, people don't know that you're going. And when you walk off, people don't know that you're going to, you know, use the bathroom because you just have a plastic baggie." I was like, "Pro tip." So. Went to the, they had an outhouse and I was like, okay, you know, I have to pee. I'll use the outhouse. About vomited. So I was like, well, I'm never doing that again. (laughs) (laughs) What was so bad about it? It was just, it just smelled like worse than any porta potty I've ever been in at a music festival or anything like that. And I'm not a big fan of porta potties either. Like, I like glamping. Like, this this is just why it was just not a good fit for me, so to say. Um, but so the next time I had to pee, I was like, well, I'm going to walk the other direction and just pee in a bush. And it ended up being fine, but you know, it was just pitch fucking black. And I was like, hope I don't step on an animal or, you know, trip and fall off this fucking mountain while I'm right, pissing. Right, right. Yeah, that, so. that would have a mountain lion attack you while you're bare ass peeing on in a bush or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> that would be fun. Yeah. So cool experience never again and uh yeah happy it's over <laughs> okay all right well that's uh that's i mean it sounds exciting it sounds like awful at the same time so I, i'm glad i just got to witness it live vicariously through your photos and videos and uh and see that because that was those were cool those are cool shots and everything and the volcano erupting was really neat and i the whole time i was like i'm so glad that i didn't have to go through that to see those pictures yeah not even a horse would have really helped. Like, it would have alleviated a little bit. But, yeah, I don't even really want to talk about it anymore because I'm just like, ugh, that experience. Because everyone's like, how was it? How amazing was it? And I hate to be that person to be like, it fucking sucked. Like, everyone else is like, oh, it was am-. Like, I was listening to other people here in the co-working space. Like, oh, it was the best experience of my life. And not to say the views weren't amazing and it wasn't fantastic. Because it was fantastic. But you have to eat shit for six hours and then get, you know. A half a day to experience it but you're still freezing you still smell like garbage because you sweat and there's no shower or anything up there you know it's camp- right, right. it's camping and camping is not my thing and i learned that the hard way and master of none which we get to reveal his name he knew that i was gonna hate it <laughs> he was dying laughing when i called well, him because your hiking experience with him specifically has not been great either because it was when you didn't weren't really didn't know you're going for a hike in portland that's really been like your limit of hiking with him, right? We've hiked the smoke. We've hiked in the Smokies, and he he said that when I hiked with him there, I was miserable. But that's only because I didn't know when the fuck we were stopping. Like we just kept going, and I was like, "Are we right. gonna stop? Like it's getting dark. Should we head back? You know, we did the main thing, and then we just kept going. And I was like, "Babe, can we just turn around?" So that's where he's like, "Oh well, you know, you were kind of." not loving it, whatever. And I was like, yeah, because it was hiking and I was sweaty and whatever. But then when we went to Monhegan Island in Maine, I was there to fucking chill, look cute, take photos. Right, and then right. they're like, oh, we're going to go on a hike. And I'm like, fuck 
me. I don't want to go on a hike and it's hot. So I started complaining and then I was not feeling the greatest either. And I, this is when I like, I, I really felt uncomfortable in my body and was trying to lose weight. And so every photo we took, I just felt like so disgusting in and just didn't feel confident. And then we're hiking and I didn't want to get sweaty because I wanted to take more photos. And I just like shit on the hike and left his family to keep hiking. And then him and I went somewhere else and he was like, yeah, you didn't do well in that hike either. I was like, I wanted to be a fucking princess and look cute for photos for Instagram and flex. Like I didn't, I didn't want to hike. If right. I, if I go in mentally preparing, knowing right, that right. I'm going to get sweaty and go on a hike, it's totally different. But whereas I have to just accidentally trick myself into going hiking and just start walking and then realize that I've been hiking without, without even under, you know, realizing it. Then I'm mad at myself. That's, what, that's that's how that happens. What you considered a hike was us in hot springs, and you're like, "Oh, we're hiking." I'm like, "No, this is just like a sidewalk. This isn't hiking." Yeah, yeah no, fuck that. Yeah, that was like it just because it was, it just it was, it was hot. <laughs> it, that was, and I was. I mean, that was hot and hungover. But it was also it was ups and downs, all these stairs, which is even worse than going up in a, like an incline, in my my opinion. But anyways, um, <laughs> I I'm I'm glad that I haven't didn't have to do any real hiking here to see some really cool views i'll tell That's you that, that I, I could drive everywhere and then like you know go like get off and walk around a little bit but like yeah because that was just when i one part we got off and the people i was with the two girls i was with they, they actually were like oh there's this hill you can climb up and they just like walked up this hill and like you're coming up i was like fuck no you know enjoy yourself um i'll take pictures from down here it's good enjoy Bye. um so you just uh, announced something that we're gonna we're gonna go through here, and like, because why not? Like it's been so long. We've been calling him Master of None for a million which, years. Yeah. Which would I, I did that original? The name came because he he asked what he, he was going. He used to that terrible house. Master of None show. Or not the show is great, but he used that pickup line, and is what it was, right? Yeah, well, it was after our first date. He had said, yeah, I'm going to Whole Foods. I'm picking up wine. What wine would you prefer? Because it was like a celebratory drink that we could drink right. on our next date or whatever. So that was right, kind of right. how he got that name, Master of Okay. Yeah. All right. So um, I, I wish I wish we had actually kind of planned for this and put up a poll to see what people thought his name was. Because I don't think anybody's <laughs> gonna, anybody would ever guess his name. That's I probably really fair, yeah. I don't know anybody else named... Like I know a lot of people. Like I and not just like know like, but even my acquaintances and my like acquaintances of acquaintances. I don't know another person with his name that especially That's true. especially yeah. someone especially someone like in his age range. You know, like you know, I'm sure there's somebody who's like 80 who has the same name. You know, but like yeah. yeah. So uh, so do do you want to reveal it? Have we built it up too much? Roll, please. I know, but drum roll, please. <laughs> Sarah's not going to insert drum roll music here, so it doesn't really matter. But um, yes, Master of None is now, for the future, going to be called... Roy. That's his name. Roy. (laughs) And now it feels like like we built it up. It's like anticlimactic. It's just Roy. Well, it's because his name's so short. Roy. It's just Roy. Yep. (laughs) But now we can finally just call him Roy. We don't have to uh, refer to nickname. And... um, you know that makes makes life so much easier. And you said he he didn't care because you were gonna you were gonna ask him after last episode. He just laughs. He goes, Sarah, I I really don't give a shit. I told you months ago, and I'm like, I don't remember that. So right, right. He doesn't care. Well, it's nice that you you know considered it for so long. Though. Well, that's why I've always struggled with when you and I talk just one on one. I'm like, yeah, Roy right. and I did this, and then Master of None just has so many syllables versus Roy that I'm yeah. like, fuck, fuck, that's. Switch brain. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. Well, good. There now. Now we know. Now we got it out there. We can just say Roy. Makes life much easier. You know. After have to... two years and some change, I think it's time. 
So. It's definitely time. I agree. So, yay! All right, thunderous applause. Um, now, uh, before we uh, before we go to our, our our break, we are we have a, do have a caller. Uh, someone called in from uh, our DKS hotline, which you two can call four zero seven five one nine zero one eight one. Would love to uh, hear from you if you have any questions about dating, sex, relationships, and anything like that. Traveling alone, like there's all types of topics that we can talk about, and we'd love to just hear whatever you have to say. Um, this call is from um, a bell from Los Angeles. And um, and I'm the one saying this because Sarah was gonna. Oh fuck my up god! I no knew you were gonna what. show me. No, I just wrote it phonetically so I wouldn't mispronounce it. That's all. Yes, but uh, let's go ahead and get his call. Recently, a, a college friend and I reconnected last fall when I visited them in their cities. Nothing romantic happened, but we bonded by building a strong emotional and mental support system with one another. Over time, I began to develop feelings and even discuss this with her. She says she has felt the same, and we were fortunate enough to spend some time together recently, and it was a roller coaster of a week. Without the barriers of thousands of miles being on a end, being on a tropical island for a friend's wedding, we, uh, we both kind of were like hot and cold with each other all week. We also spent almost every second of the day together. At the end of the week, I shared how much I cared for her and that I wanted to know if we could ever make something work down the road. She became very distant and apologized for leading me on. And she also said she was selfishly seeking this week for herself and wasn't fair to me. Naturally, I was upset but adamant that I was still going to be a good friend and still support her. And I hope that she could be the same for me. She agreed, but since we both have returned to our own lives, she's been very distant. I've observed this as her building new boundaries, but she's also not respecting the boundaries she's creating by reaching out on her terms in a way that feels like she's seeking attention. I'm also aware that it's still very fresh, so I'm sure time would solve this. But with all that said, you know, I want to add, I do love this person as a friend, and I did see myself building a life beside them. But now I just don't know how to navigate her constant wave of emotions. So how would you recommend I ask her to respect my needs as a friend without me potentially losing someone who has become so important in my life? Well, thanks so much for calling. I know this is kind of nerve-wracking to put this out there for the world to hear, but, you know, my thought was that when you met up with her, it was more of in, like, a romantic getaway type of feeling where it's, like, flirtier and more fun than usual, and you mentioned an island, so I just think, like, the different environment made it sort of like a fantasy to play out an experiment, but I think as time went on and you started seeing each other every single day, the distance and what really it would mean to be in a relationship kind of set in. And that's probably why she got a little distant. Um, but yeah, you're right. It's not fair that she's kind of reaching out to you in like a seeking attention type of way. And I definitely think that you need to put in some boundaries there. Just like what you said in your message, I would just say, you know, if friendship is really what you want and you've already decided a romantic relationship is not for you. And that was just a experience that happened and you're moving on I would just tell her look being friends with you is more important than what happened and if if that's if we're on the same page we need to just get back to that and set more boundaries and not have a romantic relationship and that's kind of my advice to you yeah I, I, I agree with most I think that uh, essentially probably when you guys met up in her town and reconnected it was probably brought up some stuff where she might have been excited to have somebody that to talk to and you guys started talking and things kind of maybe got a little serious on the phone 
and then she was kind of maybe excited to see you in that you know that when you went to a wedding or whatever on the islands Island, um, yeah. and so and which is which is awesome and that's a that's a great way to really kind of connect and see if things work the way they should and i my guess is that she probably maybe they just didn't have that extra spark she was hoping for like she had built up how much she enjoyed talking to you got to see you in person and in person it was kind of like oh this is fun but i don't really see the long term thing here anymore and whether it was because, you know, the, the potential for long distance not working out or maybe she was just at a point where she liked the attention. And now she was like, didn't want to continue anything now that she'd seen you in person and kind of gotten it out of her system almost. So you are absolutely in, in a place right now where you have to be the strong person. Because if you're trying to keep it friends only and she keeps trying to get a little romantic or sappy with you or touchy-feely on the phone when you guys chat and, and, and that's hurting you because you actually want that and she's only doing that when she has a need for it and otherwise she's being cold or she's being, um, you know, uh, she's setting boundaries otherwise, it's up to you to be the, the, the adult and just be like, listen, I can't be like both and and maybe even take a break from the friendship for a little bit until you have a little bit of distance. I don't think that's a bad idea. Um, and, and just be honest with her. I think you did the right thing by telling your feelings to her. By saying that you were into her was the smart thing to do because you don't want to like sit there and, and hope that she knows it's good for her to know because then you can both decide it has to be mutual. It has to be mutual interest and there's not mutual interest right now. And so there's mixed signals and you need to just cut those off. Yeah, I agree. Maybe it is worth looking at the friendship and reevaluating that too and giving it some time to cool off. And you can always rebuild a friendship later. That, oh, that, yeah. That's something, yeah. I mean, if you guys reconnected like this and real well and taking taking six months off of just, you know, not having it, not talking to her and then seeing where you are in six months might be uh, the, the best thing you could possibly do. Again, thank you so much for calling. And uh, I guess that's time for a break. And then we'll be back with green flags to look out for. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Well, we all know about... <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <sighs> Let me just, by the way, without giving any context, just tell you that, that what Sarah was just singing before we came back from break <laughs> was yeet that baby like a basketball. And I just want to you know, tell you, you that we're a little punch struck now after <laughs> talking about if she had a kid and how she would just basically yeet it nope, off the mountain. And yeet it <laughs> off the mountain. Because I, like, I was like, can you imagine bringing a baby on that hike? And she's like, no, yeet. <laughs> yeah. So, That's what know, we talk about on this breaks. Is what, this is, yeah, our breaks are. <laughs> if we recorded our breaks sometimes, I was like, wow, they'd just be people would be like, what the fuck are you guys talking about? We talk about some crazy shit. Ah, <laughs> so, hi, everybody. Welcome back. We are going to talk about green flags. Now, of course, everyone knows about red flags. Red flags are things like people who have narcissistic behavior, someone who gaslights, someone who doesn't have any respect for you, um, who won't communicate. Like, there's a, there's a whole just bevy of red flags that can present themselves early on in dating, sometimes not until you commit. 
Um, you know, there's obviously physical abuse, emotional abuse, et cetera. There's, there's just red flags aplenty. Um, and then we, you know, we know there's like yellow flags too. Yellow flags are things where like, oh, maybe if someone's willing to work on it, it's okay. This is just, it's an issue to concern with. But, but green flags are something that we should also keep an eye out for. And, and the reason that I think it's important is that if you have a red flag, it doesn't matter how many green flags you have. You can have a whole fuck ton of green flags, mm-hmm. but you get that one <laughs> red flag and it invalidates all of them. It cancels them all out. But a lack of red flags isn't by itself like a go. It doesn't mean like, oh, this person's a, you know, a good person for you, a good partner for you. A lack of red flags just means they're not a piece of shit. You know, it just just means that they're not someone that you it's should just avoid. Men. It's just men. Yeah, like, yeah. It's just like it's, just, it's basic. Yeah. It's like it's like the whole nice guy thing. Like someone's like, "Well, I'm a nice person." That's the bare fucking minimum that you want somebody is to be nice. Just like this, having no red flags is just a bare minimum. Green flags are what people have that actually enhance. Plus one, your, your plus two. You want to yes. collect those and go, okay, he has ten of those, but one red flag. Okay, we're done. You know, you know what I mean. It's just. But if you don't have either, and then yes. you're just like, well, there's no red flags. It's like, okay, but what's his benefit? Like, what what are the plus one, plus two? How are you adding to the equation? Absolutely, here? yeah. Because because when when you're dating, you know, you should be happy as a single adult. You should be happy and fulfilled as a single adult. And so, a green flags mean that someone's actually enhancing your life. They're making your life better. They're making what you already have as a good life uh, improved upon. And so we wanted to kind of talk about how do we, you know, how do we identify these green flags? What are what are these things that people should have to enhance our dating lives, to improve them beyond our, our already happy status quo? Mm. And that's what we're going to kind of get into in this uh, the second half of the episode here. Well, my mind immediately goes to, well, do they have time for a potential relationship? Do they have a healthy balance of work and life? You know, some people just date. Because it's a pastime. And you and I have both been there. It's just something to do. And that I, there's no balance. I'm mostly just working, but I kind of fill it in. And I, I don't really leave space for an actual relationship because I'm just so busy. And if they have the space and then, you know, they have a healthy relationship with work and their friendships or whatever, then I think that's a green flag and going, okay, well, they could make space for me if this all works out and I won't just be an inconvenience when we hang out. And and I think that, that that's very true that that them having the amount of time that you need to have an actual relationship. Um, there's been some amazing people that I've met who just our schedules were not going to mesh, and their needs and my needs when it came to time and quality of life were just not on the same page, and so that can't be you know you can't can't work out, and so that's a very specific from a person to person thing too. Yeah, I mean, timing is really, and I'm sure a lot of people have experience where you date someone who you really like and you're like, well, the timing's not right. You know, they're just not ready for something or they don't really seem like they can fit me in. So the timing's not there. But when, when the timing's right and you like them, you're like, okay, green flag, you know, let's, let's move forward. And then it's collect and it's like playing fucking Monopoly. Okay. I can pass go. Okay. Let's keep going. Let's keep right. collecting these. Like you said. Yes. Except rent is theft. Um, <laughs> <but yeah. laughs> so another, another big aspect of, of green flag is, is someone who's able to be independent because like we said, it's healthy to be single and happy. That that's a like when you're single, you shouldn't be desperately looking for a relationship because you're going to find yourself falling on the wrong ones. 
you should be able to be a fully realized independent adult who can live your own life and and have happy moments and yes you might have lonely moments and, and alone moments that's that's going to happen whether you're in a relationship or not but you you are happy and fulfilled otherwise so you want another person who's also independent and able to be a fully realized adult on their own that's that's a huge green flag someone who has their own life and is not going to be constantly clinging to you for activities for their social life for what they're going to do in the next you know all of the answers to everything but they're going to let you lead your life and they lead theirs and then you guys get together and have fun in the middle like imagine if Roy and I didn't have that <laughs> doesn't it feel weird now saying Roy it does feel weird yeah <laughs> I feel like it's like oh I'm saying a bad word but <laughs> I mean I can be my own person and I'm independent and he's doing that right now and when we come together it's great but we also realize we need our own alone time to be happy and fulfill the things that we need to do and you miss each other. It's not like you're sitting right. here saying, oh, I don't I, – because that's what I think sometimes people who are codependent, they're like, well, I would just miss them too much to be able to go and be an independent adult. And so I'd rather just be a symbiote attached to them and sucking off them like parasitic – you know, like a parasite. And everybody who's codependent is going to hate that. But anyways, uh, but yeah. like that's that's the thing is they, they that's how they feel like it's going to be. No, you miss him when you're gone. Absolutely. And he misses you. Yeah. yeah. I didn't and, want and to like, leave and... at first because I was like, I realized how much I was going to miss him. But then I started gaining, not that I wasn't independent while we were living in Nashville, but now that I'm here, I'm like, oh yeah, this is great. Like I call him every night and I tell him I miss him and uh, that's true. But I also like being independent right now and just, I'm not single by any means and I'm not like cheating on him for being away from him for five weeks, but it's just kind of nice to do my own thing. Yeah, it's just you having your own thing to do and being able to go do that without this feeling of insecurity or jealousy or this need to be with somebody. I mean, I just it, it's it is it is unhealthy. I mean, when when I was married, like we went there was a before she started traveling for work. I think we went like a full year without ever every night we were with with her. You know, with her maybe it might have been longer than that. It just we were with each other every single night. And because we never had any live, like kind of lives outside of each other. And of course, when we develop lives from outside each other, I realized that I actually had a life outside of her and she had no life outside of me. Like she couldn't handle me having a life. Mm -hmm. So, which can be a good, that's a, that can be a red flag. You know, when someone can't handle that, when they, they need, when they need you around because they don't know how to function without you, that's not healthy. That's not love. That's not, you know, that's not, um, some type of ro- romantic feeling that's codependency and that's unhealthy. That's a, you know, so you want someone who can, who can let you go do things and then, and then really be glad that you're back, but also really understand why you want to go do your own thing. Absolutely. And to kind of piggyback off of that point, I think once you have the independence and you, you see that in the person, I think if you've been independent, it also kind of leans on a, a potential green flag of it's been a while since they've had their last breakup. They've healed from it emotionally and they're feeling independent. So I think that one kind of hopefully they've been single for a while and they've been independent. So they're not emotionally tied up into somebody else. Anybody who is uh, either a rebound or even a serial monogamist, like that's never healthy. Some And it's usually, I feel like it's no, actually, that's wrong. I was gonna say I feel like it's usually men, but that's actually not true. I've seen I know it plenty both, of women. Yeah. Were, yeah, I think it's for different reasons. I think men are serial monogamous because they are incapable of taking care of themselves, and so they're looking for to date somebody who can also cook for them and you know basically provide a household. Yep. Yeah, be the be their mom, wipe their ass for them, and all that stuff. And then women, I think, do it because they haven't been alone 
and they don't know how to function in, in alone. So they're always looking for someone and they, they kind of crave the safety. They're looking for safety uh, to those people. I say, who are you looking for safety from? Men, why you know? Don't <laughs> so turn to men to, to, to try to, to try to find safety from men, please. I also think it's, it's self-esteem, it, though, to a degree as well for both part, both men. There's and a women. stigma. Yes, yes, there's a stigma with being single, and and women actually get it worse than men too, because men who are single as an older adult are just like, yeah. yeah, exactly. It's a whole like, it's a whole thing. That's why they created the fucking bachelor, and then the bachelorette yeah. was a second, like a secondary thought, because men are allowed to be single because they're just waiting to pick the right woman, and women are just like, oh, I'm just supposed to take whatever's handed to me. Oh, great, wonderful. And and so that's that's why, yeah, the, 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 a lot of women like feel the need to be in relationships immediately. But if you need to, if you need to serially date and serially, like, you can't have time to yourself, and 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 you can't have time to kind of. Just to, like cleanse, just to, like fucking like Me cleanse day. your cleanse your life of 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 the person and and get to a point again where you start to where you're happy again and you're happy on your own and you start to be like um, able to do things on your own until you really start dating and people who jump right into it again it's never healthy. Um, it's a bad fucking move because then they'll just end up crying on the first or second date because they missed their ex, speaking from experience. So, <laughs> well, that, I mean, actually, I didn't even think about that part. I would just say that, that they're so concerned with trying to find somebody again that they'll just make another bad decision, too. Oh, and I mean, that, that keeps happening. well, yeah, yeah, they'll keep hanging out with you because they think that it'll fill the void of their hurt feelings. And then they won't tell you. I mean, I was in this situation where i didn't tell the people that i was going out on dates with that i was fresh out of a breakup fuck that because i knew it was a red flag and i knew it wasn't a good thing so i just said oh you know we broke up a couple months ago i'm totally over it now whatever and then i would get home and fucking cry in my car because i missed my fucking ex-boyfriend but i would still want to keep that other guy around because i'm like well he's a potential like it could really work out i'm like bitch yeah you need to be fucking single what are you doing but you know you can't tell a stupid 20 year old you know young 20 year old that when she just wants to feel like she has some kind of self-worth and feel important and loved and that's uh, fucked did i ever tell you about the time that i i was i went on i met somebody who lived in san francisco but she was in orlando for a conference and she had just broken up with her fiance and she came she went back to San Francisco and then the next weekend we started talking every night for hours. So she flew back out to spend like two weeks with me. And the first night we had sex, she started crying right after sex <sighs> because she missed her, like, because of like her fiance was still too like raw in her brain. And, and like, I was just like, I didn't know. I was like, what can I do? Like, I'm sorry. Like, I didn't know how to, there's nothing I could do about it, you know, except just comfort her and say, I'm sorry, this is so hard. And, we don't have to do anything else. Like while you're here, I don't want you to ever feel obligated. And she's like, no, it's not that, you know, just like, she just wasn't emotionally ready. And I've been there. that was a you know, huge red flag that I, I should have, like, I should have paid attention to. She's also the one that eventually just ghosted from San Francisco. The one that like, I, I went, had that major panic attack yeah, where I like, yeah. couldn't reach her anywhere. And yeah, I freaked out. Yeah. So that was, that, that was just a sign of things to come. I think just make sure so. they're emotionally ready. If you're emotionally yes. ready, you want someone who's on your same playing field. You want someone who's open and available and confident and independent. And if they don't have those things, they're not going to be a good fit. They might hide it at the beginning, but the second you find that out, that should really be a red flag of, oh, they, they're not independent red flag. You know, you you want the good stuff. <laughs> well, that, that is funny that it, I would say that um... – the opposite of many red flags aren't exactly green flags. They're not always. They're just like neutral. But the opposite of many green flags are red, are flags. red flags. Yeah, it's you know, true. And, and the, the, like if they if they don't have this, then they're probably terrible. Well, because the opposite of a red flag is just meh. 
Congrats, yeah. they're a human. They're a decent like, person. Oh, right? oh, they're not a narcissist. Yeah, but the opposite of like, yeah, they're you know like another one like um, if they treat people well, like how they treat people in the world, like how they treat service industry people, how they treat you know like just anybody, how they treat customer service, like how the respect they have for just general humanity can tell you a lot about that's a green flag if they if they're respectful and then the opposite is like oh no they're a piece of shit you know they're they're an entitled asshole if they if they don't treat people well but but that's another green flag is just if they if they know how to treat people and they're they're respectful and considerate yeah i think another interesting one that we cuz we recorded this episode a long long time ago when we first started out about green flags and something i yeah, don't I, I don't think we touched on last time was if they have long term friendships I think that's a green flag to go, okay, they have stability and friendships in their life and they could potentially build something more long-term with a partner because they've, they have similar types of long-term relationships already existing in their life. I, that's a good one. And I, not one that I originally would have th- thought of. So that was, that was a good, good entry into our, into our agenda here. Um, and I think that's very true because if they can maintain, because every type of relationship is important. And every type of relationship is an indicator of their ability to communicate, to respect, to have empathy, to, you know, have compassion, like all of these things to grow, to be independent. Like, so if they can't maintain friendships and, and to some degree, how they are with their family uh, to as well, except there are all, there fa- are always families complicated. Yeah. There's yeah. always circumstances. So there, you have to have context with that one. Right. But if they've never been able to keep a friendship for long, they go through different seasons of friends where they have a big group of friends, but they're not really close to a lot of people and they haven't really yep. known them for more than maybe two years or so. You're like, eh, versus, you know, I'm not saying you have to still be friends with the people you went to high school with, but you have over five years of a friendship with somebody five to 10 years with somebody. And like, they have a core group of friends that they've had for a while. I think that's a good sign versus yeah. new friend, like nobody. And we joke, I mean, you and I joke all the time that I don't have any friends, but I don't, have any friends really in Nashville anymore because I did lose a friendship over something that wasn't healthy anymore. And I was able to recognize that, but I do have friendships that have been over the years. They're just not here in, you know, Nashville. Well, we joke, but I mean, also you and I have been friends now for over five years. Yeah. That's kind of crazy, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so, uh, so you know, I joke about that because, you, you know, you, you do have friends. And uh, what I've watched over the last several years is that what you've done with friendships is you've realized toxicity in some of your friendships that weren't exactly healthy, and you've set boundaries. And so your ability to set boundaries is a good thing because that's the other thing is, like, it's important to treat people well and have, have be able to have friendships um, and have respect for people and compassion and empathy, but you also... I think it's a green flag for that somebody can set boundaries and actually stand up for themselves at the same time. Like you, someone, you don't have respect for people. If you let people walk over you, you keep and them around because you need them because you feel like you'll be lonely without them. That's not a good sign. Cause then there's a place right. of insecurity and all of that. Or if you have friendships because they pick on you and you just let them do it and you're like, Oh, they're my friends. And they're really not. And Adam then, tells you time and time again, what the fuck that's fucked up behavior. And then you finally hit a breaking point. And you're like, yeah, I'm fucking done. Right. But I've had to do that too. I've had, I've had friendships of my own that I, like I've had to set boundaries because I was just like, Oh no, this is just someone using me and I'm done with it. And, and like, I was be able to set that boundary was a good thing. So someone who knows how to set boundaries and can stand up for themselves and, 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 you know, in those situations, because they know who they are and they know what values they, they, they support and they represent um, is important. And I think that's a, that's a green flag. Why don't we take a quick break and we'll be right back and continue our list of green flags. 
Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. You know, we always talk about communication and openness and being honest. And yes. <laughs> imagine that. This is still going to transfer into this episode as a green flag when they actually, but in, in the sense that they're listening to you when they communicate and they're actively listening. They're not just listening to then insert themselves into the conversation to provide any value. They're actually listening and taking things mm-hmm. away and go, it, because it proves that. Not only are they listening, but they actually care what the fuck you're saying, and they're building some kind of trust and foundation with you. And, and I've had both relationships and friendships like that where they'll be telling me a story, and then might be a week later, and we'll be chatting again, and I'll be like, hey, so what happened with so-and-so? And I've had people literally be like, wait, like – you listened, you know, like, like they were Aww. so surprised that I listened and remembered the name and the situation and everything. And I was like, well, yeah, like I, what, I don't understand how not to like listen to you when we have a conversation. And I think it's so important to have someone who sits there and they're not, like you said, they're not listening just to wait for themselves so they can insert themselves into there and, and tell their story, but they're actively engaging with you in conversation. They're learning about you and they're listening to what you have to say. And, and that can commu- that type of communication is so important because it means they actually genuinely care about what you're, ha- what, you know, what you're talking about. That's what I know early on dating too, when they're recalling things that I mentioned on the first, second, third date and they're going, Oh yeah, I remember you like this thing or whatever. You're like, Holy shit. Someone who, you know, was actually listening and I wasn't just another number on their roster of people they went on a first and second date with. Although on the first and second date, they may have a spreadsheet with <laughs> um, all types of little details just to help them remember because they're talking to too many people. I will just put that caveat well, out there. Well, that's you. That's a you thing. Yes, I, I know, I know. And, and, but, that's, but after the first couple of dates, that's, that, that's, you know, it doesn't work anyways. Yeah. Well, I mean, and yeah, there's going to be dating fatigue early on where you're going to feel like you're saying the same things over and over again, but you do want to actively listen to the person you're on a date with because if they're, of course, yeah, because if they're just in general, anybody who you're actually value and want to form a relationship with, you should listen to them. But for future dates, so you actually, you're going to, it's not going to be the first date every single date with this person. You're going to want to build a relationship on the things that you get along with and the stories that they told. And you want to listen to those things and remember those and recall. I don't know. Recall to me is just like a, a nice warm and fuzzy feeling on a, uh, on a later date going, well, they, they paid attention. Like, I think they actually like me, which is so crazy because oh, uh-huh. that's like, that should be fucking bare minimum. But to me, it's such a green flag of, wow, you know, they care. It is. Uh, I think it actually is a very, very important green flag because it, it is an important trait that some people don't have. And with that, paired with that, is their ability to also communicate themselves to you that they're not just always, oh, I don't want to talk about it or, oh, let's not worry about me. Like, But they're actually comfortable being able to talk to you about how they feel and how they, you know, being a little vulnerable, sharing things that happen in their day. Like they actually also if they want to. Like they're like, oh, I want to talk to you about what happened in my day because they like engaging with you in that way. That's important. Now, there is a way that that green flag can become a red flag, and that is when someone uses you as a therapist. And um, there are so I see so many TikToks from men that are like, don't tell your girl about your feelings because she'll just you know she'll get sick of you and think and she'll think lesser of you and she'll have no respect for you. And the reason that they say that, and the reason that does actually happen, is because they don't try to 
talk to their girlfriend or their partner about their like problems in a partner way in a back and forth hey let's help each other let's talk about what's going on in our days they like trauma dump mm-hmm. onto onto their girlfriend out of nowhere at all right it's not exactly it's not it's it's a one way and then they then they get mad when she's just like what do you want me to do with all of this all of a sudden that you just I you thought everything from, like, was good what the fuck yeah, yeah. Ex- exactly or that I'm sorry you've had these issues but like I can't solve this this is you know and so there, there's a fine line between communicating openly and being able to share yourself and making sure that and making sure that it's a it's a two-way street and being this like just trauma dumping and then getting mad that that your partner doesn't want to uh doesn't know how to handle it. Well, and I've heard I I've heard rebuttals to that of when you're wanting to talk to your partner kind of lead with and like as if a if a guy is trauma dumping on you or whatever or you know vice versa, the response is do you want me to listen or do you want me to give advice? Very good. That's very good. Yeah. Just I mean, yeah, it shouldn't if they're trauma dumping on you, definitely not a great sign. But I think your response to that of what kind of what are you looking for out of this conversation is a good way to kind of navigate it back to, okay, is this a healthy conversation we're about to have? Or are you just going to blame, you know, blame me because I can't solve your fucking problems? That's an issue. Right. And it's certainly not because your your girlfriend doesn't think that you're manly now. I can guarantee you that's not the point. And that's not what this what these men have been saying, too. It's it's not because of that. It's because the fact that you are an emotionally unintelligent child and she's now realizing that you have the, the emotional maturity of a toddler. That's why she's, uh, she's upset about it because you can't handle communicating in an even way. You have to like do it in these like massive bursts and then you just shut down. So yeah, you, and, and you're right. That's a very good way because men like to fix things. So sometimes it's important for, and I think it's a good way for men to really handle when, when their partner or any, any, any woman is talking to them about something like a problem is to be like, do you, am I here? Do you want me just to listen and provide support or do you want me to try to fix it? Yeah. Because like, and I've been there where like, I'm like, oh, like I remember like, especially when I was like early on in my marriage, I would just be like, well, you, you can do this and this and this and it's, it's no problem. Like, and she's like, I don't like give a shit. And like, yeah, yeah. She's like, I don't fuck that. I don't care about that shit. Like, who cares? Like, no, I just want to talk about this right now. And I was like, okay, well, but like I can fix the problem though. You know, and it, the problem isn't the actual problem. The problem is wanting to communicate about it and be able to talk about it. So that that's a, it's a, it's a green flag to be able to communicate about those things in a reasonable and a, an emotionally healthy way. And just being vulnerable in general, I think from my experience with Roy and I, you know, we've had some really fucking deep conversations and they were tough and we both cried and, you know, we allowed ourselves to be vulnerable and just listen to one another and it's helped build our relationship further. Obviously that's not going to be early on dating, but having the early signs of how you communicate will get you to more of those vulnerable conversations that will continue to build your trust and the foundation of your relationship. I, and I think, um, you know, another, another thing to keep in mind is it, while it's a green flag if somebody is, you know, aware of all the problems in the world and they're aware of all of the ways that people can be affected negatively. I mean, that, that is a green flag, but I think more so is their willingness to learn and listen that they don't get defensive, that if you, you know, they respect a boundary, if you set a boundary and they understand, if you say, Oh, you know, I'd prefer you don't do that because that makes me feel X, Y, and Z. They don't get defensive about it. They say, Oh really? I'm so sorry. Like I will, I won't do that. Can we, can we talk more about that? Can I learn about that? And I think that a lot, one big aspect of that and this, I, I see this a lot and I actually get a lot of DMS about this too. Um, 
is like the male privilege thing where like there'll be a couple that have been married for years and the woman is on like TikTok and she's learning about all these things and she's like you know I didn't realize like male privilege for example I didn't realize the fact that that men telling me to smile and they don't tell other men to smile you know like in public and things like that and the fact that I have to be careful every night I walk out to my car in the middle of the day at nighttime whatever and that men don't think about putting their keys between their fingers when they walk out to their car you know and, and like that those little things and so They'll try to bring it up to their husband. Hey, you know, this is a thing. And the husband will be like, oh, that's just bullshit. Like, that's not real. And because they get defensive and don't want to talk about it. But then some spouses will be like, I never even thought about that. And I've seen somewhere the woman is asking her husband questions on TikTok. Have you ever had to do this? Have you ever had to do that? And he's like, no. What the fuck? Yeah. No. And like as he's going, he's like has this realization and he's not getting defensive about it. He's because he has empathy and he's actually like, holy shit, I can't believe that I live this separate world from how women live. And and that perspective is, is something that I've never even considered. So, so someone's ability to listen and understand your perspective and willingness to understand your perspective instead of being defensive is very much a green flag. That is a sign of someone who wants to grow, and that's a sign of someone who wants to be a better person. You want someone who's wanting to grow. No one has all the answers at the age they're currently at right now. And if they did, oh, yeah, yeah, there absolutely. would be something yeah. fucking wrong with that. Even people right. in their 90s are still learning something about life. Like, that's the whole fucking point of being here, right? So you want someone who's open to learn and go and have some humility and go, yeah, I fucked up. I didn't realize that was wrong. Or I, you know, thank you for letting me know that offends you. Or I I'd never have encountered this before. Everyone has different upbringings and backgrounds. And some people you just can't work with, but the people that you date, you're going <laughs> to, they might have a different background or perspective, but to hear your perspective on things and to be able to learn and grow with you is very important for just a foundation of moving forward in a, a dating scenario or even a relationship. You're right. I was going to say another another green flag just in like the dating scenario standpoint is early on if they're reliable and they show they, they set a date yes. and they set a time and they show up on time and they're reliable and they keep showing up and just like it's so fucking simple but yeah. it's such a good sign instead of their fl- you don't you don't want friends in your life who are flaky who never show up to things why would you want a partner like that Absolutely no the, the reliability is so important and you want to be able to count on somebody in your life, you want to be able to know, hey, if I need someone to be there, they'll be there. And they won't just be like, oh, sorry, I slept in. Or, oh, sorry, I got distracted. I forgot oh, it. I, I didn't you know, read I your message. To... Didn't read your message. Yeah. My bad. It's like, oh, cool. Then you really yeah. don't care. It shows that you don't care. Which is a red flag. So you're like, well, it's <laughs> yep. funny how the, the, the opposite. <laughs> so that, that's absolutely. And then, and I think that, you know, that that's a that's a solid one because that can that can be an early onset, like you said, an early onset green flag that you can see that tells you somebody's at least worth putting a little more effort into yourself as well. Yeah, if they're te- checking in before the day going, hey, really looking forward to meeting up later, this time still work for you, da-da-da-da-da, which is always important before a first date. But if you notice they're doing that and then they show up ahead of time and they made sure, just very, they made sure they were there and you were comfortable when you got to the date or whatever, it's just such a, it's a good feeling instead of going, oh, I don't know who I'm meeting. I don't know if he really wants to be here versus they're basically telling you, I want to be here. I want to know you. I want to talk. And I think that, I mean, we could, you know, we, we came up with, we've come up with about 10 green flags or so, but I, and we're going to do the last one. But I think before, like, there are probably a lot of other little green flags out there, the little, little ones that you see too, like just small things, how they treat a dog, you know, things like that. that might, like, <laughs> yeah, really kind of, yeah. You know, yeah, a little, but, but like, you know, these are kind of the big ones. And uh, this one I think is probably one of the, the most important ones. And that is that you actually, when you're around them, 
and you and you leave, you feel emotionally energized. You're not drained from being with them. You actually feel better. You feel more fulfilled. You want to be back with them. Um, if if spending time with someone leaves you exhausted, angry, upset, confused, any of these things, that's not good. You want to have somebody that you like. You excited to see them, and when you see them, you walk away feeling like, oh, that was that was like a time that I, that I'm, I'm so glad we just did that, and then I can't wait to do that again. And whatever it might be, even if it's just having coffee or a conversation, that you want to you want to walk away feeling like emotionally energized. Yeah, you want people who add to your emotional piggy bank instead of take away from so when you get people who are adding that's a green flag and that's a that's a good sign of a breath of fresh air of going wow i enjoyed my because everybody's time is precious you work you go on a date you hang out with your friends you do your own thing or whatever but when you're hanging out with other people you want it to actually be worth the time and energy of getting ready going out prepping all of that not just oh yeah we went out he was okay but uh, you know Right, exactly. Uh, there's so many. Yeah, you want somebody yeah. who goes, "Wow, that was so, that was so refreshing. That was so fantastic, and I had I had a good time. You know, I'm happy, and that's how it yep. should be." <laughs> well, relationships too. Like, they're you're gonna fight occasionally. Oh. But if you're fighting on a, on an even basis with talking with like with having good times like if, if your good times are, are matched evenly with having bad times that's not a good relationship like i guess you know like a green flag is someone who is able to have more good times than bad times and i think that that's the the important way to look at it yeah you don't want the because the dirt i forget what psycho like psychological study or whatever was done over you know of five experiences you're gonna remember the ne- the negatives are going to outweigh the positive experiences so of five right. if one is negative it's probably going to outweigh three of the positives so if there's two negative and three positive it just cancels each other out so yeah you want more positive interactions and there are going to be fights there are going to be road bumps and whatever but it's how you overcome those and then yeah it's it's overall going well i'm happy when i'm around them just when we're doing nothing when we're just chatting when it's super uneventful i'm just happy and i think the traits that that you're going to find that people with green flags have um you know there's a specific type of uh individual's characteristics and i think that's going to be high self-awareness so they're they're going to be someone who's either probably been through therapy or through some other means. They do a lot of work on themselves, and they they're pretty aware of their emotions and their emotional state and why they get upset about things, et cetera. Um, yeah, strong emotional intelligence. Oh well, I was going to say not only emotional intelligence, but just comfortable being independent. Yes, yes. Like in the, yeah, they have they have the ability and and they're okay with being independent. Uh, lack of defensiveness and then like even even like um they're comfortable being uncomfortable and what i mean by that is like they're okay having the hard conversations they don't shut down when it comes time to have some of those conversations they're able to to talk through it and be an adult and and that can be one of the best things because when what we're doing in relationships is we're, we're meeting with someone who's generally a lot different than we are and when they're different than we are they we have to kind of put ourselves in their shoes and realize that there might be some uncomfortable truths that they have to go through that we don't. And so if they, if they can be comfortable being uncomfortable and go learning about that, that's really healthy. And that's a, that's a very good trait for somebody uh, who's a green flag person to have. And it seems like there aren't a lot of green flag people out there, but trust me there, they are out there. You just kind of have to screen them through these green, like you want these green flags to build the foundation right. for a potential relationship. And yeah, there are a lot more out there, but if they don't have a handful of these, even though they don't have red flags, it's 
not really a great sign. You want these things. And I would say that, that a lot of the green flag people out there are, they're happy being alone. Like they're happy being single. <laughs> yeah, that's probably like they're, because they're Because they're independent. They're emotionally healthy. They're independent. So they're not desperately looking for a relationship. So when they find somebody, they find somebody. They're going with the flow. Um, they're like, yeah, you know, if yeah. I meet someone, it's great. If I don't, my life's also great. And I want somebody. I don't know why, but for some reason you just said that, all of a sudden, like it was like you were doing like a New York accent. Like, when uh, I meet someone, no. Like, they're going with the flow. You know, they're like, hey, you know, I don't know. It's just, <laughs> so for some reason, maybe it's the way you're standing in the video, which if you yeah. want it's just all of a sudden it just felt very like. <laughs> Sorry, I did not I'm doing mean to interrupt. Stand up that. right now, no, it's yeah. <laughs> but but I mean, you're right. Yeah, yeah. They 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 will. They'll date on the flow. They'll just if they meet somebody, they meet somebody. But they're not necessarily out there actively, like constantly, desperately seeking somebody. Is that it? That is. If you have um, questions about green flags, or if you have questions about if maybe somebody you're dating is exhibiting red flags, and you want to know, you could call our hotline, and you can ask. You can leave a voicemail and ask a question, and that is four zero seven five one nine zero one eight one, and would love to hear from you. Again, uh, I look like a New Yorker in our video right now, so if you want to check that out on YouTube, it is youtube.com slash dating kind of sucks. You can also see uh, clips from the episode that we publish every week on our Instagram at dating kind of sucks or our personal TikToks. Adam's is at Adam Evitable and mine is at simply Sarah G underscore. And we'd love your support. For $5 a month, you can support us on Patreon. We put up bonus episodes, and you can watch those. And we put up, a, you know, if we have extra content that's worth putting up there, we'll stick that in there, too. Uh, we're also possibly going to be putting earlier seasons um, on Patreon only. So you might, uh, if you want to ever catch up on old seasons, that might be there. So for only $5 a month, you can support us and support the podcast. And that's patreon.com slash podcast. You can also join our Facebook group, um, and we'd love your input there at facebook.com slash group slash DKS podcast. And finally, if you're listening on iTunes, we would love for a five-star rating and review. We're always trying to, because, because of uh, me on TikTok, I get uh, some negative reviews from people like, Oh, they find, men. they find him and go, great. He has a podcast. One fucking, let me star. go give you a one star review because yep. I didn't like that. He called me a misogynist. So uh, we'd love for you to balance that out <laughs> by leaving us a five star rating and review on iTunes and on Spotify. I think you can rate the podcast on Spotify as well, but uh, us, even yeah. if not, you can follow us as well. And with that, um, we have, um, do you want to announce uh, what next week's episode is going to be? No, let's keep it a fucking surprise. Let's just keep it all a surprise. All right, it'll be a surprise, but we, we have a fun have a guest, guest next week. We do have, we a, have guest a fun next guest week. next week. Yes, and so uh, that'll be a fun time, and uh, we'll be back with, uh, with that episode then. Until next time. Whether you're... Married or single or poly or ace Or hanging out with swingers back at your place Listen to us as we get no fuss On Tinder and Bumble and plenty of yucks Trying and trying and having no luck Because we all know Dating kinda sucks Are two of a kind. He says stupid shit and she doesn't mind. They're not doing this show to make any buck. Life is a chicken whose feathers they pluck. Why does it work? Well, here is the crux. They both know. Dating kind of sucks. Dating kind of sucks. Let's talk about Medi-Cal. You have a choice, and Molina makes it easy. So let's talk about making your life easier, about extra help to manage your health. Nobody knows Medi-Cal better than Molina. Visit meetmolinaca.com. Let's talk today. 
Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.